Next on BYU Sports Nation, the official 2018 rating for BYU football. How many top 25 wins will the Cougars have? The men's hoops team has seven four-star players on the roster out of high school. Should we expect more this season? Plus assistant coach Lee Kamart on recruiting in Europe. And on the heels of Croatia's improbable World Cup run, the top five manifestations of the BYU Sports Nation karma all time. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, July 12th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Croatian pyrotechnics specialist, Jerem Jordan. So what I typically do is just hand out a, a, a flare to everybody. Uh, you should just keep them in your cars just in case, right? But, um, yeah, let's just celebrate with flares. Can you imagine doing that in the United States? No, I can't. It's like a European thing, right? Let's have a flare right next to people in a crowded place. Like, that, that seems se- safe. That seems like an insane idea. Yeah. It brought up t- to me the video that I saw of some Croatian firefighters watching the World Cup game against Russia. Mm-hmm. And right before Croatia scored, there was a fire alarm or something. And, and you see all these guys like scrambling, getting their fire truck. And I'm thinking, they must be on call like every second when a soccer game is happening because of the flare situation. Like There's just random fires and pyrotechnics all over the country during a soccer game. Yeah, it can, it can be pretty wild. Green Street hooligans and the whatnot. The karma continues. The karma does continue. They're oh my into goodness. the World Cup final. Second smallest country to ever make a World Cup final. Yeah, the U.S. is massive. <laughs> That's like 400 million people, and we can't even make Let's it. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> I already did. Oh. It's, been, it's been roaded. Oh, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball on topic this morning because head coach Dave Rose said some very interesting things to the Salt Lake Tribune yesterday in regard to not just the state of the program, but guys leaving early to try and pursue NBA careers. And I quote, Dave Rose said, I just don't see how those guys who left early the past two years will ever find their way into the NBA. I just don't see it, but I hope they do. End quote. So, Eric Mika, Elijah Bryant come to mind. Now, I should table it with this. He was talking about first-round draft picks in the NBA draft. The process caters to first-rounders. Being the guys that typically make those rosters. Jerem. Your reaction to Dave Rose's commentary. Is he right about Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant? Yes, he's right. It caters to first-rounders, absolutely. It is a little odd, given that Kyle Collinsworth and Brandon Davies in the past three or four seasons have been undrafted and at least cracked into the league for you know 30-something games for Kyle. I think it's like 78 for Brandon. So it can be done. Is it sustainable? Not really, to be an undrafted free agent. Um but he's mostly right. It's hard for a second-round pick to make a team and stick with a team and stick in the NBA, let alone a first-rounder, okay? Um, I don't know that coming back is the answer, though. Like, uh, Dave credits Yoli Childs for coming back and getting better. He's not a first-rounder, so he's coming back. Well, of course, if you're a first-rounder and you're not 
anxious to leave for some reason, then yeah, come back to BYU, enjoy the life, be a big man on campus. Like, listen, it's good to be a BYU stud athlete. Like, it's a fun existence, okay? Um, but yeah, he's right. It it doesn't mean BYU can't win if they don't have first rounders. It doesn't mean because BYU has been winning at a high clip. It doesn't mean BYU can't make the NCAA tournament even. But you and I have chronicled this. To win in the NCAA tournament, it typically takes having an NBA player on your roster. Like, BYU is way more likely, historically, to win in the NCAA tournament if they have an NBA guy on the roster. If not multiple. At some point in the future. And if you have multiple, you might win a couple games. And has BYU won multiple games in the NCAA tournament very often? No, historically. I mean, you have two sweet, sweet 16 runs, and within that, one Elite Eight run in a 48-team tournament. It is interesting that recently the guys who have made it into the NBA, seen actual NBA time, have stayed all four years. Kyle Collinsworth, Jimmer Fredette, Rafael Araujo. And two of those three, let's be honest, were busts. Right? Travis Hansen. Lottery picks who didn't pan out more than a couple years in the league. Trent Place that left early. Never made it. Second rounder never played a game in the NBA. But so, had so, successful so, international careers. Yeah, right? Yes, not saying you can't be a successful professional basketball sure. player somewhere. Yeah. But if the goal is to get into the NBA. And it is for every single one of these guys. Out of BYU, Dave Rose has some metrics working in his favor in that statement, right? Yes, but if you're really a good NBA player, you ain't playing four years. Like, ch- chance well, What about Grayson Allen? Is he the exception? Well, of course, there's always exceptions, dude, to every rule. I'm saying, like, you're going to be in the league the whole time. Like, that, that percentage has dipped immensely, okay? Because you're not a- questioning that. I'm just saying it's yeah. not impossible to play four years in college and make it in the NBA. Of course, it's not impossible. There's always exceptions. But BYU's not recruiting guys that are, like, getting to be first round, typically. We're going to talk about it. Actually, they may have more talent, raw talent on the roster than you think. But first-round guys don't walk through the door very much. Like, Jimmer Fredette became a first-round guy. Became, do you know who wasn't a first-round guy? Like, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge was drafted in the second round or late first, if I'm not mistaken. Like, even the best player, the GOAT at BYU, wasn't a lottery pick. Granted, there know? weren't as many teams and as many first-round picks when he was drafted, but it, that's beyond the, beside the point. There was, there was still enough teams. I do want to say this. Some people were taking this as a Dave Rose shot at Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant. So what if it's a shot? I don't think he intended it to be that way. He was just speaking from a logical standpoint of, with the way things are now, I just don't see it happening. And I got the impression He's right, though. He, of course, he wants them to make it. It just isn't likely. Yeah, and so what if it's a shot? Can we not take shots at each other? Can we not speak openly or truthfully about how we feel about subjects? If we cannot, with tact and with understanding, then we can't talk. Like, of course, yes, he can say that if he wants. It's fine. They know that. Rela- he wanted Eric Mika to stay longer. It would have been better at Eric Mika stayed. He's a good player. That's okay. Our friends at Cougar Stats pointed out the following regarding the BYU basketball roster. This was surprising to me. There are seven players who are ESPN four-star players out of high school on the roster. Seven? Seven of the 13 Scullies? Uh, I'll take it. Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Nick Gimry, Connor Harding, Colby Lee, Gavin Baxter, and a player who announced he's transferring here from West Coast Conference School, but whose name we can't mention until BYU officially announced it. <laughs> Spencer with seven four-stars on the roster. Should we expect more from BYU basketball this season? 
Yes, we should expect more from BYU basketball this season, whether there is one four-star or seven four-stars, just because the direction of the program with the scheduling and wanting to get back to the NCAA tournament and increased levels of coaching and detail. Whenever you go through something hard, you respond by working harder, getting through the details, and getting back to what made you great. But with seven four-stars, that certainly helps the effort, right? Seven? I don't recall a time that BYU has had this many four-stars on the same roster. BYU's had five or six recently, but I don't think seven's been. I'm with you. Seven's a lot. Only three of them have actually seen the floor together at one time. So it is a very young group, but that gives you a lot of hope for what is to come in the future, right? But the, inc- the future's like, overrated. It's always about the present. Now. Okay. Seven right now, but only three of them actually have on-the-court experience together. Riddle me this. If I gave you a blind resume and I told you that seven four-stars were on a team and I didn't tell you which team it was, would you think that that team would make the NCAA tournament? Yeah, sure. Clearly, yes, sure. right? Yeah. Yet, I don't know that that's going to be the expectation for this team per se. Even if it was seven freshmen who were all four-stars. And you told me, oh, yeah, they're all at North Carolina State. I would be like, yeah, they're probably going to make the tourney. They'll go 18 and 16 and make the tourney or whatever, at a minimum. Yes, even if they were all seniors, all freshmen, that team should make the tourney. But if you're in the West Coast Conference, how much of a detriment is that? Because we're talking about the ACC and NC State. No, 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 but blind resume. It's uh, Wichita State. It's, they're in a conference that's similar to BYU's in the not producing. Oh, now they're in the American. Give me... Blind resume. Give me a team from any conference in the country, and I'd be like, seven four-stars, that team should make the tourney. The point is, BYU has, uh, it's essentially six, by the way, because your boy, whose name we can't mention, is he's going to redshirt. He can't play. I want to share a tidbit that I discovered this morning. Okay. Do you know how many four-stars uh, Gonzaga has? They have a total of five. Oh, interesting. BYU has more. Uh, Philip Petrusev. Greg Foster Jr., those are freshmen. Yeah, Greg Foster of Utah Jazz fame, that guy, uh, his son. Corey Kispert, Zach Norville, Josh Perkins. Your boy Rui Hachimura and Kelly and Tilly were not rated. Also, Brandon because, Clark, three-star. Because they're international players? Uh, Petru, uh, Petrusev is an international player. He's rated. They just weren't rated for some reason. So BYU has more ESPN four-stars than Gonzaga. Okay, but Gonzaga's two best players year. are not rated. Well, it's, that's not my fault. That's ESPN's fault. Like, okay, let's say they're rated, Spencer. It's the same amount. Though. Yes. Yet they're not on the same playing field. Like, why is that? Is it player development? BYU's real issue here has not been getting the right players here. It's been getting them to stay long enough to do something together. So just when you think you're building something, Eric Mika leaves. Just when you think you've got, like, the team, Elijah Bryant, Says, okay, I'm going to go early. So that's been tough to keep those groups together. Can this group stay together? Yoli Child's gone after this year, probably. Can this group stay together a little longer? Now, typically, Gonzaga is a balanced team. There's a stark difference between. And they're losing an NBA guy. BYU a year. and Gonzaga because they, they balance the scoring. Like all of these four stars are contributing 10 points and seven rebounds or five assists. Like there is this incredible mix of balance that Gonzaga has year in and year out. BYU is searching for that. Also, Gonzaga can replenish with these grad transfers 
that have proven themselves at the Division One level. So they might not be rated out of high school, but they come over as proven high-level Division One players. That helps out as well. Can BYU not get transfers then? Why can't BYU get transfers? Uh, it's, like it's a different ballgame at BYU, isn't it? Again, by, we talked about by sta- choice. We talked about standards, honor code, things why like that. Why can't BYU yeah. get the best LDS players then? That's the challenge. That's the challenge, That's right? That's the challenge, and I, for sure. My point is BYU is getting good enough talent. BYU's has seven four-stars. Let's go. They're on the push to make a top 25 run. Once again, it's been a long time since BYU has been that caliber of team. Just get back to the NCAA tournament. Speaking of top 25s, Phil Steele released his preseason top 25 college football rankings for the 2018 season. Four of BYU's opponents come in in that latest top 25. At number four, Washington. Number six, Wisconsin. Number 14, Boise State. And number 22, Utah. All of those games are on the road. Jerem, how many of those games against top 25 competition will BYU win in the 2018 season? Chances are it's zero, but I hope that BYU gets one. It ain't going to be Wisconsin or Washington. The likelihood of that is low. If BYU pulls off one of those two, that would be one of the best wins in BYU history. That would be amazing. The blue goggle take is that BYU can win at Boise State and at Utah, The blue goggle take is that it's all four, dog. Okay. (laughs) I'm hoping that BYU can win at Utah. At Utah would be incredible. At Boise State would be incredible. And then the, the other two, yeah, I'm hoping for one. Because of the gauntlet games, I'm hoping BYU can beat Arizona and Cal and get two that way more likely than those four. Five of the gauntlet are on the road. That's the biggest challenge that BYU yeah. sees all year is that the majority of those games happen in true road format. Even if they were all at home, it would be a similar likelihood of win-loss to me. Like, Rhodes certainly doesn't fare. Like, at Wisconsin, if you said Alabama and Clemson are going there, I'd be like, that's a tough game for them. Let alone your BYU Cougars. Like, it's not exclusive to BYU that way. Four top 25 teams, according to Phil Steele, that BYU will play against and play in their venues. I think that two would be elite. That would be incredible oh, if BYU two? wins two of those games. I can finally agree with you on that word, which should not be said in vain. That would be elite. One I would take and be happy with. Let's be honest. One might be elite. A quality, <laughs> that would be a quality road win against a probably top 25 team. We'll see about Utah. I think Boise State will be ranked. And, of course, Wisconsin and Washington will be ranked. It's whether they're top 10 or top 5. Yeah, and if BYU goes winless against those four teams? That's the likely outcome. BYU's going to be a, a heavy underdog, in my opinion, in all of those games. Double, They're going to be a two-score underdog in every single one of those games. That doesn't mean BYU can't still win seven games. Right. Heck, eight games, you know? Yuck! And go to a bowl game. Like, you, you don't have to win one of those games to be in a position where we have tabled success. Listen, listen if you told me right now BYU could get eight wins, but they lose all four of those games, okay. I'm taking it right now. Check. Right now, yeah, I'm that taking it. Yeah, that means BYU beats Arizona and Cal. Yes. And your scariest team. Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. You know where the scariest team is? It's Wisconsin. They're scary. <laughs> the scariest team to BYU coaches right now is the, the first game on the schedule, Jerem. That's right. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 51 days. It is settling upon me like the dews from heaven that we are really close to football. We are weeks away from fall camp. In fact, we're three weeks away from today 
of BYU football uh, first practice is three weeks from today. This is a good thing. Football back in Provo. Even if it is practice, whenever it comes around, football's coming home. It's coming. (laughs) Wait, which football? Never mind. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that to all the English soccer fans. I do want to credit, and we'll talk about this in our World Cup date coming up. Our boy Hayden Wallace, who we had on the show today, Englishman. So England loses, spoiler alert. And Hayden's back at work in the afternoon cutting some B roll. What a some video. I was like, this kid. What a savage. Yes. He's so savage. I love it so much. Fred Savage. Our question of the day, dealing with what Jeremy and I just talked about, four ranked opponents for BYU in the 2018 season in Mr. Steele's top 25. Brother Steele. How many of those games will BYU win next year? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Twitter, at Wyatt. Is he related to Shane? I have no idea. Hoping for Shane? at least one. We all know which one I'm talking about. Hashtag yep. end yep. the streak. Yep, UMass. I agree with you. <laughs> if UMass is ranked by the time BYU UMass them... ranked? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What did you just say? They went 4-8 and eight last year. They started 0-6. Will you shave your head if UMass is ranked when BYU plays them? <laughs> yes. I trust that dude. Yes. Thank, thanks, Taysom. I appreciate it. Oh, that is hilarious. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Coming up, the top five greatest manifestations of the BYU Sports Nation karma. And next, Lee Kamard. Newly appointed assistant coach for BYU basketball joins us to talk international recruiting. How can the Cougars compete with the likes of Gonzaga with their Hachimuras and Killian oh, Tillies? Seven four stars. We don't need any more. Brother Kamar joins us next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further reviews, back in one month. Less than a month now, which is awesome. Tuesdays at 7 Eastern, starting August 7th, is David, Brian, Blaine, and Dave. I mentioned them first. I know that was contractually obligated. You mentioned that the other yes, day. Yes, yes. Uh, as they break down Cougar football like nobody else. After further review, coming up uh, August 7th. We don't want to ruffle any feathers there. I love ruffling feathers, though. I'll be honest. Okay, maybe we do want to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> We've been saying David and Brian for a long time. <laughs> we would say David, Brian, and the guys. <laughs> Because there was a promo that said Dave, Blaine, and the guys. And David and Brian were like, hey, how come we can't be the two that that? mentioned? So we uh, wanted to uh, balance the force there. And that's what I was getting at. Brian Logan contractually said, "Yeah, you will mention my name first. Yeah. Brian Logan. Listen. David Nixon. When Brian gets what he wants, he's a happy guy. And the guys. Like most people are. BYU Sports Nation <laughs> simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation rolling on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Whether you choose to do so on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that's up to you. Follow them on all three. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to converse with us. Our question of the day. Brother Phil Steele ranks four of BYU's opponents in his preseason top 25. Wisconsin, Washington, Boise State, Utah. How many of those games will BYU win next season at Twiggy or Stone? Right now, I cannot confidently say BYU will win any of them. I would love to be wrong, but there is still uncertainty at quarterback until I see solid production at that position. 
I'll be worried. Hashtag BYUSN. It'd be great to get one of those. Those are four big games, certainly. The four biggest on the schedule. Yeah, can opinion. we settle on the fact that, uh, as a consensus, we're hoping for one? I'm hoping for four. Okay, sorry. We, oh, yeah, what's the expectation? Hoping, you hope to win all of the games. My expectation is zero. Ugh. Those are tough on the road. I hope for four. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline as we switch gears to BYU basketball once again is assistant coach Lee Kamard, who is on the road again. Lee, welcome back to the show. What's up, Lee? What's going on, boys? How's it going? Not too bad. Hey, you took some trash about your first tweet on Twitter, hey, man. Hey, you're on Twitter, though. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I am there. And yes, I did take some heat uh, for the guys, through the boys on the team. You know, Let me know that i got to set my game up. Well, you've tweeted twice, which is better than Quincy, so you have that going for you. <laughs> that is true. You have a ways to catch up to Tim Lacombe. Yeah. No, Tim, Tim's a big big Twitter guy, um, and uh, I'm going to learn from him and, and easily surpass him eventually, but uh, not yet. Well, Lee, as we learned from your first Twitter post, you're out on your first evaluation period, and you're going to go do some recruiting. Uh what uh, what's on the agenda? What where does your where do your travels take you right now? Well, right now I'm in beautiful Southern California, um, and there are three tournaments that I'll be attending this weekend. There's a uh, Pangos event that starts tomorrow, and then uh, double pump tourney starts today, and also a West Coast Bay tournament that starts today. And so I'm going to spend most of my day today at the pump in West Coast Elite Pangos tomorrow, and then. No, West Coast Elite tomorrow, and then Penguins on Saturday. Okay, it's busy, but uh, so. probably good weather, which is good news. There was an article that came out that uh, from Dick Harmon, Deseret News, that talked about uh, international recruiting in, in Europe and how you are going to be in Latvia and Macedonia at the end of the month. So I know BYU's recruited internationally in the past, but I guess what role does perhaps Europe play in the future recruiting in BYU basketball right now? Uh, you know, I, I think... There, we're just gonna, you know, wait and see. It's not. And I said this to, to Dick that uh, it's not really about getting just an international player, but trying to find an international player that can really, you know, help the program. Uh, there's a lot of international guys in college basketball right now, and a lot of them don't really move the needle uh, for the programs. So that's going to be the key. Um, there are some. Other hurdles that have to be overcome, and things that we got to be on the lookout for. But we're going to see. You know, I want to do the legwork for the most part, but everyone will be involved, and I'm excited to go back over there and and see what 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 the talent's like, especially after going three straight weekends here. As far as the talent, and just kind of comparing and, and seeing what's available. You mentioned some of those hurdles. Obviously, there's some inherent. Uh, hurdles that BYU wants to take on, like you know the honor code and high academics and whatnot. But um, there was a you know report of a Russian player trying to get it. The TOEFL is an English test. I guess what role does that play when you recruit an international um, athlete? They got to speak you English know, well enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. The grade and the honor code thing are for sure a hurdle, but that's that's for anybody stateside or or European. Um, but just the, the distance, um, can a kid, you know, leave his home country and, and come over and, and enjoy his time enough that he can produce, you know, um, that's a hurdle. 
Uh, you got the whole, they, they grow up playing in clubs and, and some of them get paid and, and you, you kind of have to overcome or find a kid that hasn't been paid too much. Um, so all those things are hurdles. And then also a kid that wants to move to Provo, Utah, you know, <laughs> probably never heard of it, but that's also a hurdle. You, you should pull a Carl McGowan, uh, the, the deceased uh, men's volleyball legendary coach. He, he once told the Australians, he goes, oh, you think the beaches that are, there, that are in Australia are nice? You should see Utah Lake. I mean, it is incredible. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a couple of guys out there. But, <laughs> but, you know, there's some beautiful, especially on the Mediterranean, the Adriatic Sea, those beaches are pretty nice. Lee Kamard with us on BYU Sports Nation, assistant basketball coach for the Cougars, out on a recruiting trip in Southern California right now, is going to be headed across the pond uh, to international grounds to look for perhaps the next great European star for BYU. Now, with that in mind, Lee, how many players at any given time do you have specifically targeted, let's say, in the Europe area? Oh, you know, that will that will greatly increase uh, after my time over there, you know, and just seeing potential fits. Um, right now, I would say there's a, a few handfuls that we're kind of looking at, more specifically uh, certain teams where there's a connection, uh, but but after the trip and you know I'm two months into this thing and, and so daily the the list is getting bigger but but you know BYU is unique and as far as the amount of kids that we're looking at the pool's a little bit smaller than your average college and so that'll uh, probably be the same for for Europe. Yeah, I'm wondering like in the Latvia first ward if you know like the elder school president <laughs> is emailing you about this kid on a like. What what are the means of finding potential European prospects? Well, part of it is that I actually have a guy that just emailed this week that uh, has connections in Portugal that lives over there that, in his mind, he wants to bring a Portuguese kid over, have him play at BYU, and then go play pro in Portugal. Uh, he talks of the glory days of Kevin Nixon over there winning championships in that league. But, but, but that's part of it. Um, but part of it is... You know, there's recruiting services. There's also going out and seeing them. There's, you know, the ties that I have, but also some of the other coaches with coaches over there and, and how good they are. I, just uh, a guy I played with uh, for two seasons in Belgium, he is actually coaching in China now. You know, he's reached out to me about a kid from China that has played high school ball in the States, but also a couple kids from Belgium that he was training so it just it just kind of works that way, and you gotta you know do the due diligence and find out can they fit you know do they have the grades um are they good enough to really contribute um and then go from there we're talking Same thing with a kid in the states. We're talking with BYU basketball assistant coach Lee Kamard on BYU Sports Nation. Let's say you find the guy that you want, whether it's in Portugal or Macedonia or Germany, wherever. You agree to terms. He wants to come to BYU. You're excited about him. Walk us through a quick timeline of the steps that you have to go through in order to get that guy into BYU and playing for the Cougars. Okay. So let's say we like a kid. Um, transcripts will come involved. Usually they have to be translated, right? So if they're in. That's an LDS thing we all want, Lee. Or, what's that? 
we're all at, the LDS group wants to be translated as well, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so their, their transcripts got to be translated, and they're sent over, and, and uh, uh, they go through the same process as a American kid. You know, we talk to the coaches, we do the legwork, we find out can this kid fit. You know, um, with the honor code, with the uniqueness of a BYU. And then you recruit him. Oh, has he been paid? Is he still an amateur? Um, you know, what's that status? And then you start recruiting them just like an American kid. Hey, we want you. We see you fitting our system, fitting with coach. Coach really likes you. He's watched you play a handful of times. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, here's a scholarship offer if you want it. And going from there. And you're just confirming what uh, I mostly already knew, but that is – it's an extensive process, and, and I think that it's important for fans across BYU Sports Nation to know exactly what goes into that. It is it is a lengthy process. Yeah, it, it, and the distance adds time, right? The time change, you email one day and then you don't get a response till the next day kind of thing most days. So, yeah, it is a little bit longer. But once, it, once you, you know, figure out that they can fit and the, the grades and transcripts uh, work. It's very similar to an American kid. Lee, it's great now, to talk to you. Oh, now, go ahead. Go the, ahead. Continue. The, fit, the fit part is is where it, is, it you know is where most of it stops, right? Have they have they come up in the clubs and and had a not a pro contract but a uh, kind of a pro contract kind of thing? So that's kind of the kicker. You got to find a kid that hasn't been paid yet. Great stuff, Lee. We know you're a busy man in Southern California. Uh, in the meantime, we'll research all of the hot spots for you in Macedonia. Get back to you okay. on that. <laughs> and uh, we wish you uh, an enjoyable trip in SoCal. Appreciate it, guys. Lee Go Com- Cougs. You got it, man. Go Cougs. Lee Kamard on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That may be a complicated process, but it is not as complicated as the hiring process at BYU. <laughs> it is not even close. <laughs> Months. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's a drawn-out process, right? I hope the employment office is watching. They're like, boo! You gotta cover your bases. Boo this, man! You gotta cover your bases. But it's complicated, and uh, it's not a guarantee that BYU will even get one because there's got to be, like you said, fit, and you got to pass the TOEFL test, and you got to want to live the honor code, and so on and so forth. So we'll see how this plays out. But the fact that Lee Kamard's going to be in Macedonia and Latvia at the end of the month, I think that's good. Yeah, I thought that And was... he played in Europe several years. Exactly. He's the guy for this. Exactly. He's the guy for That's this. why they're sending him Perfect. over there. I thought that was insightful. Coming up, why the University of Utah tweeted about Boney Fuller. That actually happened. <laughs> and we present the top five greatest manifestations of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Oh! An all-time list. Everybody loves lists. We got ours next. This is BYU Sports Nation. One, I love lists. Two, they're my favorite. Three, I can't get enough. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. I want to give you a warm welcome. Has anybody ever said a cold welcome back to BYU Sports Nation? I think that, uh, no. <laughs> I feel like I can speak on behalf of that here. I, okay. I, a lukewarm welcome back yeah. to BYUSN. Spencer yeah. Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Starting with Kyle Collinsworth, who recorded a double-double in a Dallas Mavericks 
95-83 loss to the Chicago Bulls in Summer League action on Wednesday night. Collinsworth had 14 points, 10 rebounds, both personal best in Summer League play and a team high for the game. Additionally, Collinsworth had seven offensive rebounds, Jerome. A Mavericks player high through the four games in Summer League play. Listen, if you're an NBA player, you got to be putting up some good numbers in Summer League. I'm really happy for Kyle. I want to see more of this from him. He can do it. Brandon Davies announced he'll play with Team Fredette in the basketball tournament, a.k.a. TBT. He said on Twitter that he wanted 1,000 new followers to do it. He got it! Apparently he got it. Asking you shall receive. Davies joins former Cougars Charles Abuo and Jimmer Fredette on the squad. The basketball tournament is an open-entry winner-take-all tournament televised on ESPN with a purse of two mil. The team plays the first game on the 21st. It's going to be fun to watch Jimmer, Charles, and Brandon play together again. The team that we wanted to see in the NCAA tournament that we never saw will suit up. Next, Daniel Summerhays <laughs> and Zach Blair currently competing at the John Deere Classic in Silvis, Illinois. Blair looks to place in a fifth consecutive tournament while Summerhays hopes to make his first cut since April. Summerhays currently three over through 16 holes, good for tied for 72nd. Blair is two under. He continues to play at a high level after 11 holes, which puts him Tied for 25th on the leaderboard. Typically, the cut line is right around that 70 mark. And Michael Rucker threw six scoreless innings in a 4-2 double-A Tennessee Smokies victory over the Montgomery Biscuits. Was credited with the win. Uh, Rucker was a reliever now. He's a starter. Yeah. Struck out three, surrendered three hits, 4-1 with a 2.83 ERA and 50 Ks in the past 10 appearances. Michael Rucker has shown us nothing but evidence that He's on the right track to get into the big leagues at some point. He would be convicted of in court of being a good pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jerem, we've been talking about it for uh, the first 37 minutes of the show. Yeah. The manifestation of the BYU Sports Nation karma. We have referenced it a few times. Mm-hmm. Croatia getting to the final, second smallest country ever to get whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, let's hear the music if we're going there. And that leads us to our World Cup date. BYU Sports Nation <laughs> karma. In overdrive yesterday. Incredible. Croatia beats England in the World Cup semifinal in extra time, in double overtime, essentially. After opening the game with a goal in the fifth minute, England was held scoreless by the Croats. Then Croatia scored the equalizer in the 68th minute, took the lead into extra time at 109 minutes of play, and eventually held on to win. Croatia will play France in the World Cup Final. Are you kidding me? This Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, the World Cup Final. They had a 3% chance of winning the World Cup when the tournament began. I don't even care if Ben manipulated us to have Croatia. It's incredible that our team is in the final. Yeah, exactly. What? It, you wouldn't I ma- wanted England yesterday, but now that Croatia's in it, I'm, all, I'm still all in, you know. But you, you wouldn't manipulate for Croatia. You'd you manipulate wouldn't get, for, like, Germany. Yes, we would have manipulated. Oh, we got Germany. Crazy. No, we picked Croatia as our team, and they could win the whole thing Sunday. The law firm Actual of Baglin. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm tired of moral victories. They haven't who lost. Kn- who know that we needed Croatia to carry this program called BYU Sports Nation? They haven't lost. Not in group play, obviously not in... We wrote for winners, dang play. it. They won every game in group play. They are undefeated at the World Cup, as I believe Francis. And soccer can be funny that way. We are unbeaten, as opposed to we've won. 
Yeah, no, they've won they've every won. game. They haven't tied anybody I in the I thought World they Cup. wouldn't have any gas in the tank. They've gone to three straight games of extra time, two penalty shootouts that they won, and this one. They've got to be gassed, dude. France is legit, though. Like, if, if Croatia doesn't win it, I'm still okay. This run's been incredible. It's been one of the greatest it's manifestations crazy. of the karma. Random selection of Team Croatia. We were adamant that they received the karma when we picked the team, I think, back on June 13th and said, hey, join yeah. us, Team Croatia. Yeah, 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 yeah. People kind of ha laughed. Yeah. I didn't physically hear anyone laughing, but I believe you. They're in the final <laughs> for the first time ever in the history of the country, which takes us to, Jerem, our top five greatest manifestations of the BYU Sports Nation karma. In at number five. Should we play the World we, Cup music we while dr- we do this? Or dramatic or music? Just some, something? some music something? Okay. Sure. Yeah, something. At number five. Rewind to 2015. Busy Phillips in the 87th minute on a free kick from just across midfield, 55 feet away. The day she comes on the show, yeah. she yeah. does this. Yes, that's Andy Phillips, Utah's kicker's sister, okay? Legit. Number five. Sorry, 55 yards away. 55 Wait, meters. Yards. That's fantastic. Number four, Skylar Halford against San Diego in 2014. BYU <laughs> lost four in a row. He was a bench player. He gets inserted in the starting lineup. Your boy, Skylar Halford, after being on the show, scores 28 points. Okay? Coincidence? No way. That's number four. Unbelievable. All right. Busy Phillips, Skylar Halford at five and four, respectively. To number three, we take you to the win streak at Gonzaga for BYU basketball. Nate Austin swaps Kyle Wilcher at the end of the game in the kennel. And BYU wins back-to-back years at Gonzaga. It's great that anybody swatted Kyle Wilcher, but especially Nate Austin. Uh, the day he comes on the program. Nate Dawson has the karma, and he makes the biggest play of the game. Uh, why are we bringing Nate Austin on the day against Gonzaga? I don't care. But he makes the play that wins the game. Number two, this season in softball, Caitlin Aldridge joined the program, playing against LMU, needs two wins to win the conference championship, makes a diving catch <laughs> into the dugout and does a handstand and does a handstand no less number four on sports center oh it was beautiful not a coincidence karma boost yes handstand 10.0 incredible center incredible why am i yelling incredible stuff and number one number one it's obvious right it is the croatian national soccer team this is incredible this is the most unbelievable manifestation of the car. It's number one. It's number one. The second smallest country to compete in a World Cup final. Their best finish in a World Cup was third in 1998. Well, so is the U.S. That's not a big deal. They obviously got to the semifinals. They've advanced to the final for the first time ever. We're talking about a country that had a 3% chance of winning the World Cup. They had a 7% chance UVU of getting to the... had 1% f- against BYU. They had a 7% chance of <laughs> getting to the final, which they've done. Now what percent chance do you give Croatia to beat France? Uh, 100% with karma. <sighs> if, if that happens... <laughs> <laughs> already, 
already it's unbelievable. If they win it, I think we need to get a flag and put it up. Yeah, uh, like permanent. permanently. Permanently. Set. Just to remember, at flag. least a small little one that we wave like that. I want a big one, though. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, an update from the PGA Tour. Summer A's and Blair are on the course. <laughs> and next, big deal, no deal. Peyton Dastrup is selling all of his BYU gear. Do you care about it? Yeah, it depends how much it costs, Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. If the price is right, I care. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further reviews, back on BYU TV, Tuesdays at 7 Eastern, starting August 7th, as David, Brian, Blaine, and Dave break down Cougar football and nobody else coming up August 7th. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Would you mind answering our question of the day? If you do, don't tell me. Phil Steele ranks four of BYU's opponents in his preseason top 25. How many of those games will BYU win in the 2018 season? From Instagram, at Agby Turley. I think that because all of those games are on the road, it is going to be tough. As much as it pains me to say, I would probably say that Wisconsin and Washington are almost automatic losses. They're both top 10. We may have a chance of beating Utah and Boise State. I will say this about upsets. You don't typically see them coming very easily. Okay, Beforehand, you don't go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. BYU's beating Miami at home. Oh, BYU will beat Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's some element of surprise there. So if BYU does get an upset, that's what makes it an upset. Very rarely do all of those teams pan out as they are expected to. Sure. Some might Wh- be a Wisconsin little better. Is, some might be worse. Wisconsin had an easy schedule last year. They're going to lose a couple games this year. Washington is... Looks to be the best team in the Pac-12. The, those aren't the two that you're going for as no. much. To me, it's Boise State and Utah. What like, are Boise you get State one or and both Utah? They're both yeah. later in the season. How healthy are they? Like, it, there are so many moving parts before BYU actually plays in those games. So, yeah, I, I, if you don't play them early, then you probably have a better chance of winning those games. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one, Jerem, big deal, no deal. BYU basketball currently has zero international players on the team roster. No deal. I don't care if they're all from Lone Peak. As long as they win, as long as they, as long as they win and get to the NCAA tournament and compete and hopefully win a game, get to Tuesday night, compete with Gonzaga, Get a big win, have a fun run. Like I don't care where they're from. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care who they are as long as you love me. And we and we mentioned this in a roundabout way yesterday. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can play and you're winning. Like who cares where you're from? I think there's some angst for BYU fans because of the emphasis at Gonzaga and St. Mary's of international players and how they have contributed. So there's like, well, hey, the two best teams in the West Coast Conference, they have a bunch of international players. I think it has less to do with that. If BYU was winning, like during the Jimmer Fredette run, was anyone complaining that BYU didn't have as many? No, absolutely not. It's because BYU hasn't reached the NCAA tournament in three years. That's why there's some angst. It's like, well, uh, will they do it? Yeah. It's really helped St. Mary's a lot. And how many great international... They haven't made the NCAA tournament with yesterday. How many great international players... Has BYU had? Not as many as you'd think. Kres Mucosic, which, by the way, Croatia, for Crash, like, Rafael awesome. Araujo. Yep. Luis Lemmes, Jonathan Tabernard. There was a run of Brazilians because you had uh, 
you know, a Brazilian assistant coach that got you some good connections. Yeah, we'll see. It's about winning. I don't care where the players come from. It could be they, BYU could have all 12, 13 international players for all I care, as long as they win, okay? As long as they win. Number two, big deal, no deal. In a July 9th Snapchat post from Peyton Dastrup, now an Oregon State Beaver, he listed all of his BYU gear for, for sale. <laughs> he, he, he's not keeping hardly anything, it looks like. Typically, I would say no deal, but I think it's a big deal because I think he's asking too much. One, everything's like double XL, well, so you've got a, a limited base that can actually 10, buy it. Like Some of the stuff is XL, so I'm like, okay, fine, no big deal that you want to sell it, but like lo- lower the price on some of this stuff. Oh, this is, uh, you know, BYU player worn, Spencer. <laughs> this is legit stuff. Bring it, bring it down. Like, I'm not going to pay 30 bucks for a used double XL. You wouldn't because Peyton uh, Dastrup <laughs> wore that the week of the Utah game. No. It's our boy Peyton. I love Peyton. Come on. I go, uh, I go no deal, although Come I hope on. he makes a coin off that. Number three, big deal, no deal. The University of Utah's official Twitter account asks Twitter to verify new athletic director Mark Harlan's account and then mentions Boney Fuller, saying there are some Im- imposters. This is a big deal. This is the legit University of Utah account, and they mention Boney Fuller. <laughs> that is quite possibly the greatest win for Boney Fuller. How Here, validating is that for the oh, Boney Fuller account? Here's, here's the tweet. Dear Twitter, at Verified, can our new athletic athletics director, Mark Harlan AD, Get one of those blue check marks. There are a few pretenders in the Twitterverse wanting to be him at Boney Fuller with the eyes looking. This is a big deal. Yes. This is a big deal. Yes. It makes me laugh that Utah mentioned Boney Fuller. That's the greatest one. Why for did Boney they do ever. it in a public forum? Don't if you want to do it, don't don't do this in a public hey, forum. Hey, Twitter, can I get a check mark? Can he get a check mark? Jason Shepard has a check mark. He worked at KSL. They hooked him up. Apparently our people can't hook us up with that. I've asked multiple times. Uh, I think that's, it's hilarious. Like, there are a number of Blue ways you can, you can go about this. They asked in a public forum and then referenced Boney Fuller. And, of course, Boney Fuller retweeted. <laughs> Hashtag pretty please. So good. And, so and then good. the first response to that is, wow, could Boney Fuller be any more in your heads? Yikes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so validating for that entire effort and that account. It's awesome. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth had his best game in the NBA Summer League. Yeah, Michael Rucker continues his dominance in double-A baseball. When's he going to get the call up to triple-A with the Chicago Cubs? The Cougar whip around happens next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Lee Kamard. He is on the road to recruiting for BYU basketball in Southern California. Our apologies to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, David Almodova in to break down the kickoff kickoff of BYU 50. Can't wait for that. And the BYU student who is a USA weightlifter. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth recorded a double double in the Mavericks' 95 83 loss to the Bulls Wednesday night in the NBA Summer League. Collinsworth's 14 points and 10 rebounds, a personal best 
in summer league play. Basketball. Brandon Davies announced he will play with Team Fredette in the approaching TBT, the basketball tournament. Davies joins former Cougars Charles Buell and the great Jimmer on the squad. TBT, an open entry, winner-take-all tournament televised on ESPN with a purse of $2 million. Team plays their first game on July 21st. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair competing at the John Deere Classic in Silvis, <laughs> Illinois. Or Illinois. Blair looks to place in a fifth consecutive tournament while Summerhays hopes to make his first cut since April. Summerhays, three over through 17. Look out for the elephants in Illinois. That's random. While Blair shooting two under after 12, which puts him, puts him tied for 25th on the leaderboard. Back to you, Spencer. Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker threw six scoreless innings in a 4-2 A Tennessee Schmokies victory over the Montgomery Biscuits. The biscuits, boy! Credited with the win. Rucker, new starter in that lineup. Struck out three, surrendered just three hits. He's 4-1 and one with a 2.83 earned run average, 50 strikeouts in his past 10 appearances. Colton Shaver had two hits and scored the go-ahead run in the Quad City River Bandits. 3-2 win over the Dayton Dragons. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to England. Nice run. The Cup's not coming home, unfortunately. But uh, good luck in the third place game, which typically is a terrible game, but it's open and fun. Hey, six, a successful run for England. Absolutely. Got back to their first semifinal since 1990. Yeah. They, they won a shootout, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. big monkey on the back. Biggest loss for England since 1776. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Our question of the day. Phil Steele ranks four of BYU's opponents in his preseason top 25. How many of those games will BYU win this season at USU Cougar 11? I'm not expecting a win against any, but I want to say one. No, you want to say four. The fact that all four of these games are on the road is insane. <laughs> yes, it is. End quote. Our elite voice of the day. Or our choice voice of the day. Someone, someone asked us, what about choice voice? That's, I like it. At Jake R. Kemp, if BYU goes 2-2, two and two, I think most fans would be elated, although you never know with BYU fans. As my good friend KP would say, we're hot, then we're cold, we're yes, then we're no. We're all in, then we're out, we're up, then we're down. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand, BYUSN.com. Our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Justin Lutgerot. 51 days! Nice, dude.